Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. I'm Steven. That was really good. Yeah, so it's it's a podcast with just Steven. <laughs> Nobody else. Because Welcome he to didn't my introduce podcast. anybody. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't I just thought that maybe we'd do an intro where the person hosting just like let the other two like speak we for themselves. We do like a know? like a I'm Steven, I'm Isaiah, and I'm Charlie. And we are the, the Wiggles. Spin Dash. No, I already said what we were. Well, I guess I said what our podcast name is. What are we? Are we the No Spin Dash Zone, or is that like an entity separate? <laughs> we're from us? we're the No Spin Dash Zone boss, I think. We are the balls that represent the Spin Dash. We're. Hello, my name is Steven. We're the balls. This I... is Isaiah and Charlie. <laughs> I'm Isaiah. Balls. I am Isaiah, and the third person is Charlie. So today we, I guess this week we played Sonic pocket adventure and for the neo geo the neo geo color the neo geo color very important distinction. pocket color you put in your pocket all neo geos are color silly but not the pocket that's got to be specified because there was only a game boy color in the game gear that no one played by the way this is like the first time we're playing a sonic game on a non-sonic system but that isn't a fucking computer so yeah i was gonna say it's also like the first so Premise. you know what <laughs> go, Isaiah, go ahead. So, so this game was released uh, almost a year after Sonic Adventure. Um, it obviously was in between Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. It was also, uh, what was it called? Sonic Sonic Puzzle Baloney? What? Sonic what Sonic Shuffle. Jesus. Sonic Let Shuffle. <laughs> Let me start Sonic over. Sonic Puzzle? That's Sonic... not a puzzle game at all. Sonic Puzzle League? So, this game was released uh, almost a year after Sonic Adventure, uh, and obviously it was for the, the Neo Geo, like we said before. Uh, it's a 2D platformer, just like the classic Sonic games. Uh, and just like the classic Sonic games, at the end of Act 1 stages, you can enter a special stage to get Chaos Emeralds, and you get a better ending if you get all the Chaos Emeralds. There are six zones in this game, so there are not seven Chaos Emeralds to collect. And you actually cannot get a Chaos Emerald in one of those zones, because it's actually two zones, which each have one act, and they're not the first act, so you can't get a Chaos Emerald there. Because you can't get Chaos Emeralds when there are bosses. Uh, which I believe earlier games were pretty much the same way, it was just uh, Sonic 3 and other games where you had to find the special stages mid-stage. The other thing is, all the environments are very evocative of classic stages, like uh, the second zone, I think it's the second zone, is basically Chemical Plant Zone. And they're all they're all they're called all something basically different. Sonic 2 levels. Yeah, it's all Sonic 2 levels until the fifth area. And yeah. all of the music is like Sonic 3 music. Like it's all it's all music that's not exactly the same as previous Sonic music but is clearly supposed to be the... Would, this, would you call the 16-bit or 8-bit still, uh, the Neo I think Geo? It's, I think it's it's technically 16-bit, isn't it? It feels to me like it's 8-bit, but it's definitely an improvement over the Game Gear. Yeah, well, the, it looks 8-bit, but I don't know... Like, I'm not sure how the hardware actually works, because 8-bit and 16-bit isn't, like, a style. It's, like, actual hardware. And I'm not sure if this console is 8-bit or 16-bit, because I know the, the Game Boy and Game Boy Color are 8-bit consoles, yeah. right? Neo Geo Pocket Color is a 16-bit color handheld video game console, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. So yeah, it's 16-bit. It, it, it looks and sounds 16-bit, though. Or 8-bit. Uh, it definitely doesn't have the same sound qualities that a SNES or a Genesis has, uh, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, but so I wanted to mention on the music that yeah. in there's a stage in this game that's a, sort of a mini-game where you fly with tails on the tornado. Yeah. And the music that plays in the background of that is Azure Lake from like the VS mode of <laughs> Sonic 3. Yeah, yeah I was... know our favorite music from Sonic 3. Yeah, I was really happy when it played. Well, it's, I was super into hearing a different rendition of that song. It's it's really interesting because they're not exactly the original songs. It's clearly like, we have this song, we need to make it fit the G Neo Geo. So it's like 8-bit. It's not technically 8-bit, but it's, you know. Uh, but the thing is, they do different things musically. It's almost like... Uh, 
I don't know how to describe it. It's not quite a remix, because first of all, it's a demix, if anything. Yeah, well, I I think that the biggest channel that's missing, that's or not missing, but is changed, is... There's a channel in, like, early video game music that is, like, a noise channel that you use sometimes for percussion, sometimes just for, like... Sound effects. Yeah, like, sound effects in a song to match an instrument that's less, like, organic, I guess is a weird way to put it. Yeah. But just, like, a more, a more interesting instrument. And I think in this case, that's the instrument that gets, like, cut out the most. I'm not sure how to describe it, but it's the one that they utilize less because they have to use that for drums, more or less. Yeah. So you hear a lot less of, like, the kind of more ambient stuff that you would hear in a, like, Genesis song. But another thing that I noticed is that we don't have, like, Sonic 2 music, mm -hmm. which I'm kind of glad because that music tends to, like, use channels differently Yeah. in a way that I don't think Sonic 3's music does as much. Like, they're still composed just as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Like, Sonic 2 has a lot of, we have this note, and then we're using a different channel to play sometimes the same note with a different instrument, and sometimes it's a harmony. So it's, like, yeah. it's all a bunch of chords, whereas Sonic 3 doesn't work the same way. It's a lot more, this individual track is important. Uh, yeah. So it translates to, when you remove a lot of the tracks, it did it tends to work a lot better as its own song. Yeah, it's composed like video game music more, I guess, as opposed to Sonic 2, which is like, like we kind of talked about this, it's composed more just like music. Yeah. So I, I'm not really a big fan of it just reusing music, honestly. I, it's just a little annoying to me. I kind of like, like it because every time I hear a new song in this game, I go, oh wow, so how are they going to take this song and make it a little bit different from the original song? Because they do, you know? The special stage song is the best example of it because uh, I would need to be listening to it right now to remember because I have a terrible memory. But it's like the it's like the Sonic One main theme, but way better. You know. Yeah, I think I get where Charlie is coming from. I was on the fence with it, where I felt like it would be interesting to hear what Sonic composed music could sound like on this console. Yeah. But then I kind of remembered when we had Game Gear music. And some of those songs were great, but a lot of them were just not memorable. Yeah. And I think I'm kind of more glad to have this, like, their take on Sonic songs. Mm -hmm. And it was also nice to enter each new area and get a different song, because Act 1 and Act 2 for levels do not have the same song Oh, yeah. That's that's it's actually very important, because each, each new act is a totally different song that you already recognize. Uh, or, or at least you recognize it if you've played every Sonic game up until this point, like we have. Right. Slash if you've played Sonic 3, because that's what pretty much all the music is from. Um, so I wanted to ask Charlie, do you think there's a way they could have reused music without it bothering you? Like, do you think that Kirby suffers from the same issue, or do you think that there's some advantage there? I mean, I don't know, I just never, I never knew a Sonic game to reuse music this much. Yeah. Well, Sonic Adventure reuses a ton of songs, right? Sonic Adventure reuses, reuses two songs. I'm pretty Wait, sure it's just no, those two. Like, if we're talking about from previous games, because that's what I'm talking about, is the issue. Because a lot of songs remix their own music. Mm -hmm. And even games like Yoshi's Island remix the exact same song. Oh, yeah. But well, that's just that's just, I just musical theming. Yeah, I guess I was just expecting something a little unique. Because my, my interpretation of, like, games using 8-bit versions of old older games is just, like, to me it seems lazy. Like, I'm trying to think of a specific example where that happened. <laughs> like Sonic Colors? What? Sonic, Sonic, Sonic Colors. Colors Sonic Colors has chiptunes versions of the music within Sonic Colors. Oh right, right. But like that. I think he, Charlie's that's talking more about fair, like. But like it, it's it thematically makes sense because they're special stages. Yeah. Like I'm I'm really upset that I can't think of an example where they just like use. And I feel like it's later Sonic games that do this, where they just reuse these old songs. I'm like, yeah, I remember this song, but can I have something new? So, it's like a, no, it's like playing a Flash game, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get that. I think the biggest criticism against their use of music is that it doesn't feel like it matches with the stage in any way. Like, yeah. there are two Angel Island songs, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I, If I remember correctly, there were two Angel Island songs, and one of them was Act 2 of the Green Hill-esque stage, and the other was Act 1 of the Chemical Plant-esque stage. Yeah, that confused me. Which is really weird, because if you're going to have two Angel Island Zone songs, they should be in the same zone. Yeah. And and that's the definitely the weirdest thing about this music is that they're reusing the music and it doesn't feel like they're doing so extremely deliberately. It feels like they're taking songs that they like and putting them in the game. Yeah. Which is enjoyable, but it doesn't... 
it doesn't fit. I'd agree that it's not cohesive and it doesn't seem like it was worked really hard at to decide where to put them. But yeah. the songs, like you said, Isaiah, are like composed. They're yeah. not just they're not just ripped, like crunched and dumped the way that some music can seem. I think definitely the best example is the special stage theme because it's actually really enjoyable to listen to. You know, yeah. like they took a song that they go, okay, we know this is repetitive. But the player's gonna listen to this for like a full minute. How can we make it not repetitive? Is and then the they did it. Is Sonic theme? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Because it, well, it sounded like, like that, but it theme. sounded different enough that I was okay with it. Oh, you know what? It's uh, Sonic 3 Super Sonic. It is from yeah, Sonic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew it was Super Sonic, I just didn't feel like specifying the game. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my brain said it was from Sonic 1, but it is from Sonic 3. Yeah, all the music is from Sonic 3, is it not? <laughs> I think yeah, that's, that's true, correct. yeah. Sonic 3 and Knuckles, but... Oh, of yeah. course. Very important yeah. distinction. Like, when you're fighting Knuckles, because you fight Knuckles at one point in this game, because it's every Sonic game, but more well, specifically no, 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 no. Sonic 3. Don't pretend that, like, that fight isn't super cool and unexpected for this, like, 16-bit console to have a Knuckles fight. So, so... Yeah, I had no idea Tails and Knuckles were even in this game. I gotta, I, I gotta... Their sprites. I gotta say this bit, and then I'll get to the Knuckles fight. I, I got some things to say, but when you fight Knuckles, it's the Flying Battery Zone theme that plays. Which is oh yeah, which is not tied to Knuckles at all. Like I was, I was into it, but I was like, we have Knuckles themes. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to hear the crappy drum loop. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but you do like, hear it. Well, not during the fight though. Oh like, yeah, not... yeah, that that wouldn't be that, that wouldn't be good for a full fight. Uh, but so that song is great for like three seconds. Use, don't they use the Sonic and Knuckles boss theme for the final boss? Yes. Yes, yeah. 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 Which that's is all, excellent. It, it that is actually an amazing choice. But so the the Knuckles fight is actually way better than the Knuckles fight in Sonic 3. Yeah, I love this fight. Like it's a Isn't much it better same? fight. No, it's not the same. Because Knuckles first of all, when you spin dash him, you don't just bounce back. And the same is also true for the uh spoilers robotic Sonic fight that you fight. Over um, Sonic. So, so when you spin dash into him, you don't just bounce back; you go through him, which means that you will get hit by him when you stop spinning. But also, he has—if you hit his knuckles, you get hurt, and if you hit his head, he gets hurt. And that's also true for when he's flying. So you can't just wait for him to fly and then hop, and then he gets hurt and then starts flying again. Uh, so you can't just basically stun lock him into death. Um, so it's a much more involved fight. You have to be much more cautious and much more aware of the decisions he's making, which makes it feel like you're actually fighting another person, which is yeah. really good. It feels like you're fighting another player who's trying to figure out how to beat you, because he'll do different things, like, a bunch of times in a row. Yeah. And then if you hit him, he'll kind of, like, change his pattern, yeah. sort of. I don't know if that's on purpose, but it feels that way, and I think that the fight is designed in such a way that Knuckles feels, like, more thinking than Eggman does when he's using his robots just do the same pattern yeah for sure and it felt it felt really well juxtaposed to the final bosses because or not the final bosses but the the like, other bosses area. yeah the zone bosses because much like any other sonic game you fight an act and then you hit a signpost and then you go through another act and you have a boss at the end instead of the signpost but knuckles just replaces the eggman boss in the fourth area is it i think so yeah yeah and i like that a lot there's also a silver sonic fight just like in the that's from the first sonic isn't it the second sonic, from sonic 2. it's sonic 2 that's yeah sonic. yeah but at least this time you have rings, unlike that fight. Yeah, and also the Silver yeah. Sonic fight was also fun. I think, in general, the bosses in this game are very good. Yeah, I I, mean, I didn't... the Casino boss is just kind of like, <laughs> whatever. The Casino boss might be the weakest one. Yeah. I mean, it, the fact that there's a Casino stage in this game, period, is a problem. Because yeah. we've learned that, like, Sonic can't do, like, pinball unless it, it's Sonic Spinball. But it always tries. Yeah, it, and it doesn't stop here. <laughs> it, it does not stop here. We'll talk about that in Sonic Heroes. Um, is there not a pinball? Oh my god, there's not a pinball stage in Sonic Adventure 2. Oh my god! That game's the best. That's why Sorry. it's the best but, game. Uh, but I will say, Sonic Pocket Adventure might have the best boss design in any Sonic game. At least so far. Yeah, like on average. Mad. Because with the exception so, of the casino boss, pretty much every boss is fun to fight. Yeah, we should start... We should maybe just hit each boss real quick. Yeah. The first boss <laughs> that you fight after definitely not Angel Island Zone or Green Hill Zone yeah. or... What's the one from Sonic 2 actually called? <laughs> uh, em- Emerald Hill Zone, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not any of those. When you get to the end of that Act 2, you fight Eggman with a hammer where he just drives back and forth and swings a hammer. But even that 
the hammer does move back and forth, and it's a lot easier to hit him when the hammer is in the down position. Yeah. So you do have to, like, think, but it's not challenging, so it's a good opening fight. It's, it's very similar to the Sonic 2, uh... It's very similar to the Sonic 2 Emerald Hill Zone boss, but there are two states for the hammer to be in, so it even then, it's still more complex than the Sonic 2 boss, right. which is interesting. And then you get to the end of the second stage, and you fight an Eggman who's just floating in the air with two platforms next to him, and initially it seems like a lot of other bosses we've had before where you just have to jump on the platforms and then jump on his head, and you can do that the first time, but after that, the platforms actually have physics, so if you stand on the right one, it swings down, and the other one swings up, and they kind of spin around Yeah, him. that and boss. If you, Go ahead. I was just gonna say that if you, like, jump back and forth, you can sort of use your weight to keep them at, like, around the middle level, and it's really fun to just play around with that, or sometimes they swing all the way around him, and you can use them to dodge these little bullets that he shoots. It's so fun to, like, figure out how that boss works, and initially it's a little frustrating, but I think quickly enough you learn how it works yeah you you feel vindicated for like beating him after being frustrated that boss was so like good to me because it it's extremely simple you have platforms that have physics that swing around the char the character and then the character just attacks by being too high up in the air for you to hit him directly and shooting bullets at you occasionally. And that's it. And that's enough for it to be an interesting, like, an engaging challenge. Right, without it being infuriating. Yeah, which is really cool. It, it really You're works. You're talking about the second zone boss, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was that's really... To, I was, it's not that memorable, but I do remember having, like, some fun with, like, the design of it. So, real quick, Green Hill Zone knockoff is called Neo South Island, and the Chemical Plant Zone, which is Zone 2, is Secret Plant Zone, which is basically <laughs> Chemical Plant Zone. Like, they don't, they don't try to hide it, which... No, I mean, none of them are really, like... <laughs> trying to hide anything. Yeah, which they shouldn't to a certain extent. Honestly, I kind of like that part of this. Like, this game feels like sort of a send-off to 2D Sonic, in a way. Yeah, it feels to me like it's a best-of. It's a like, very good... Oh, yeah, but I was getting a lot of uh, Sonic Advance vibes from this, which yeah. is going to be the next 2D iteration, so it, it's kind of a good transition because it's got that classic Sonic gameplay, but you have the... Uh, the new Sonic aesthetic. Like, you can't, you can't really see the eyes, but, like, when he's, like, hanging on a ledge, you can see his spikes in that more modern yeah. design. Yeah. And when you get to Eggman at the final boss, he's, like, wearing those new, that new outfit. So it's just, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're in this for the long haul now, so... Eggman's character design is very, like, recognizably Sonic Adventure. Yeah, this game also has a lot of, like... I guess we'll get more into it later, but it's got these puzzles that you can complete that form, like, little official art-style things of the characters. So you get to see Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, and everyone yeah. in their, like, Sonic Adventure promotional poses. Yeah. So this game, even though it has nothing to do with Sonic Adventure, like, make <laughs> no mistake, it still feels like it's acknowledging where Sonic is right now while, like I said, also being a send-off for the old games. Like, if we have Sonic Jam to, like, be this sort of memorial for the old games, then this one is, like, waving goodbye before you go into full-on, like, modern Sonic. Yeah. Well, the other yeah. thing is the menus are filled with art of the this current Sonic design. You know? Yeah, it's like, it's like a weird... It doesn't feel out of place either. Like, the yeah. blend seems to work to me because of how smooth the animation is on this Well, on and this it's game. also... It feels like a lot of the poses are classic Sonic. Like, we don't see these poses in modern Sonic really anymore. They've been phased out. But yeah. they're drawn here. You know, imagine the poses that classic Sonic makes in promotional art. And modern like Sonic waving and, yeah. and standing proud and stuff. And modern Sonic is making those same poses, which is very interesting. And I, of course, yeah, call it's... it modern Sonic because Sonic Generations has cursed me. Um, I don't know. Modern is a fine enough word for it. Yeah. I don't, the other, the, like, what would the other word be? Contemporary Sonic. <laughs> Contemporary Sonic. Yes, absolutely. So, Charlie, it's funny that you mentioned that this game feels like Sonic Advance to you because. Do you know who the developer of Sonic Advance is? It's like Dimps or something, right? Yep, Dimps makes the Sonic Advance games. They also made Sonic Rush, and I think they worked on Sonic Colors, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, the DS version, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so it's just Dimps, Sonic Rush 3. That, that Dimps actually makes made total up, sense. Dimps is made up of people who were developing at Neo Geo at the time. So the people oh, who, hmm. who made this game probably went on to form Dimps later. So this kind of is like Sonic Advance Zero. Yeah. Because like when I was looking at the when I was in the last oh not, I was thinking the second to final boss. Well the last final 
I'm sorry. Edit, edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, when I was at the final boss and I was just like seeing the plan in the background, I was just thinking the X zone in Sonic Advance, like legit. Like everything, it looked really nice and. So I really like the uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color sprite work, and this is probably the most colorful I've ever seen it because Sonic, because it's not like looking at a Game Gear sprite where it looks like it's trying to be oh, somewhat yeah. shaded in, but like keeping to that color limit. Well, this one just doesn't shade him in, but puts enough color in it that it just stands out. And Knuckles and Tails look equally as great, yeah, even yeah. Eggman, even if he's a little scrunched up with his very detailed outfit. <laughs> but like the, yeah. Yeah. Eggman, Eggman somehow still has very fun facial expressions. Yeah, his yeah. mustache moves really well in a cool way. I love the way this game animates, like Sonic's little idle poses, and when yeah. you're standing on a ledge, he does like obviously the wobbling to fall off yeah. things. I think I think the still image for Sonic is the least lo good looking part of the game, but in motion, it looks great. I just wanted to say that I really like how Neo Geo Pocket Color sprites look like. Like in any of any of their fighting games, they're like little chibis, and then when they did the the Capcom crossover, you get to see all these cool Capcom characters in that style as well and I just really I wish I had this system I have a King of Fighters R2 on just on the system I don't have a Neo Geo Pocket to play on it but just it looks great and that's all I have to say yeah it's animated at like a really good frame rate too so the animations even though they look like we said 8-bit they're like they're incredibly smooth and and because of that the people who were designing the sprites like gave Sonic a lot of minute adjustments so you can really see like things move around carefully, especially when they do bigger sprites. Like, sometimes you'll be at the game over screen or stuff like that, and Sonic will do these little poses, and his foot looks like like it's moving in a really cool, almost cartoony way. Like, you can see all the, like, joints and stuff that are going into it, and they don't animate a ton of stuff on it, but the parts that they do make it look lively in a way that I just haven't seen Sonic before in 2D. Yeah. Like, I think, I think the big thing for me is that the game doesn't look... Sonic's regular sprite, in particular, particular doesn't look very good in like as a still image but in motion they're able to take care of a lot of that weirdness by like because it's in pretty low definition but pretty high animation quality they can just yeah. take care of whatever weird looking things are by just moving the piece slightly and then allowing your brain to say oh this is what the average image looks like yeah it's it's really cool i think that sonic knuckles and tails look awesome in this game and they yeah. they look different from like old sonic but they still yeah. they look like themselves and they also look like they're stylized in a fresh way that fits this game mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's really neat to see so, if the game ended there with just the seven zones, six zones? It's, it's six zones. It's kind of seven zones, because they say that zone five is one zone, but it's yeah. like a mini-game followed by a completely separate area. Yeah. If the game ended there, I think I still might be a thumbs up on it, but there's more to it than that to make this game a little interesting to play. It's got a couple extra modes, one of which is a... a they call it a time attack which I think is pretty accurate, but like yeah. it's basically just a, a level select area that lets you play particular acts again, and it grades you based on how you did, and lets you quick reset. So you can just hit pause and A, and then you'll immediately begin the level over again. And you can really learn the layouts of the levels and get them done really fast. I spent like half an hour of this game just playing the first level over and over again until I could beat it in under 30 seconds, yeah. and that was incredibly fun for me. And yeah, that's that's one of the things that really remind me of Sonic Advance, just being able to pick an act wherever and Sonic, do a time attack or whatever. Sonic CD had a very similar system, but the game was a lot less designed to just allow you to speedrun. Like, it was yeah. a lot less encouraging of that. Right. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that the levels in this game, at least the first few, are designed in such a way that you don't have to stop holding right very much. Yeah. And the game doesn't penalize you for holding right. Like, you will have to learn layouts a little bit, but you're not just thrown off a cliff, usually, for just holding to the right until the last area. The fifth and sixth areas are pretty bad about it. But I think yeah. that's fine, because they're the last areas. Yeah, the last area in the game is very maze-like, uh, which is fine. Yeah, and the fifth one has like lots of bottomless pits. <laughs> which lots is a lot less pits. fine for me. Yeah. 
I, I don't think that those two are designed super well, but I think they're designed to be challenging in a way. And I think that yeah. for a pocket game, like for a game to take on the go, it makes sense that you would want an obscene challenge at the end because that's just <laughs> going to add like playability. Yeah, well, it's interesting because the game saves your progress. Like you can, if you get a game over, you can start from the beginning of whatever act you got a game over in. So yeah. it's not all that punishing when you do get a game over. And I know this because I did it. Uh, and and so, as a pocket adventure, if you'll pardon my <laughs> using of the game's name, uh, you know, it has to stretch out the game by making it replayable, and what older games did was they made the game harder, and what newer games do is they add, like, collectibles. And this game kind of does both, and it yeah. kind of does both in a pretty good way. Yeah, I really like the way that it gets challenging, because it does feel like a slope, it doesn't feel like... The Sharp, we, we played Sonic 2 for the Game Gear, and that game was just obscenely hard right away. Yeah. And, and then we played Sonic Chaos, which never got too hard, but yeah. the game always felt the same difficulty, which wasn't great. Yeah. And then we played, like, Triple Trouble, which is fine most of the way through, and then you just get to that obscene spike in difficulty. This game, I think, has a gentle slope that, like, it, it has a parabola, I guess. Like, it starts yeah. easy, gets a little harder, gets, like, harder than that, and then gets a lot harder than that, and I think that that feels really good as a player, because you can always hop down to, like, your your lower level, and it's fun yeah. to play the first level over and over again. So if you're having trouble with the last level, just go back and, like, get a good rank on the easier levels, and then that'll familiarize you with the controls, so that when you get back to the harder level, you have an easier time doing precision platforming. So I, I just need to, the, the pedant in me needs to point out, you said it's like a parabola. Uh, parabola gets harder and then easier again. This is just an exponential curve. Uh, but yeah, I feel like the... A I parabola feel... starts at, like, a parabola obviously starts at, like, an infinite point to the left, but the other side is, like, the... A parabola is, like, it, it goes <laughs> up and then down again, or down and then up again, depending on... Anyway... Right, because it's a line that does Or not, it's not a line, it's a curve that starts at, like, an infinite point to one side and, an infinite po and ends at an infinite point to the other. Yeah. But, okay, like, so you're, obviously you're starting... the game... Yeah, I'm starting at zero on a graph. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, 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 I understand. Like, uh... The game doesn't exist in a negative space. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've, I've been doing too much uh, calculus recently. So, um, I feel like the game's difficulty curve is probably the... Maybe it's the best one in a 2D Sonic game? Like, yeah, I think so. I feel like even 3 and Knuckles, like, all of the stages are fun and there is a difficulty curve. But especially because of the way the game was cut into two games, that's pretty mitigated. You yeah, know? and the curve, like, it makes the curve do the thing. like it goes up and then a little bit down and then way up yeah which is weird like sonic 3 and knuckles difficulty curve is really weird it's really weird especially if you play as knuckles <laughs> oh god yeah for sure um but yeah so I, I think especially because by the time the game is really hard you can just go back and replay old stages and not just because you enjoy the time attack but also because you're looking for the collectibles in the game. I wasn't go about to get to that. I was yeah. going to get to that. You were going to... I, uh, I was actually going to let Charlie get to that. <laughs> okay, well, I, I figured this would be a good transition. Yeah. Well, so, I wanted to say one more thing, though, is that oh, you, yeah, get, yeah. you get ranks for this, and I probably mentioned that before, but you can get bronze, silver, gold, and platinum, and that's really cool on its own because you can get all platinum for every stage, and that looks neat when you open the menu for the time attack. Yeah. But also, this game tells you explicitly how much time you need to beat the level in before you can get to the next rank. Yeah. So it feels really encouraging to build on your personal best before you get to mm. the, the best score that you can. Yeah, and by the time that you can actually get a rank, you're already less than one minute. Like, you're already in the stage for less than one minute, so it's not that hard to just be like, oh, well, I'll just try that again. Like, yeah. I'll just play the game for another minute and do better. You yeah, know? and the stages are designed to, like, encourage you to go the fastest route. I really like that. Yeah. I also like, there's a secondary time attack mode called Advanced, I think. Where yeah. instead of just having to beat it in a certain amount of time, you have to beat it in a certain amount of time with 50 rings. Yeah. So it encourages like learning ring routes and stuff like that, which I think is super cool. I think it's really cool that the game has a version that teaches you how to play it fast and a version that teaches you how to like play it perfectly. Yeah. So that's one of the bonus modes. And then the next bonus mode is a puzzle mode. So Charlie, do you want to talk about that? Well, I didn't. I like just kind of took a glance at it, but 
Is that what, so? Hold on a second. Is that what those diamonds were for that you find in yeah. the world? I yes, like those just cards. connected the dots. I definitely <laughs> like. <laughs> it took me a while to figure it out, but when I did, it was like an aha moment. I was yeah, like, "Oh, that's cool." You know, so throughout the game, you're collecting... I, I didn't interpret them as diamonds. I interpreted them as, like, discs, like credit cards, kind of like well, the... Well, Charlie, Charlie just meant the shape, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's like yellow squares that are diagonal. They're rotating on their corner, yeah. Yeah. Um, so so they're, you know, Charmy B top-secret discs. <laughs> cool, got it. Thank you, that's, one that's person That's not an alienating reference. <laughs> that's not, like, a super audience alienating reference. Okay, it's a, it's a Shadow the Hedgehog reference. Yeah, that's a Sonic game, game everyone played. <laughs> okay, look, I'm allowed to reference. Anyway, so there's discs that you collect, and they're just kind of everywhere, and the game doesn't really acknowledge when you collect them. You just get it, and it goes, okay, and then the, the disc goes away. You know, like collecting a yeah. ring, but there's no counter. Um, and so when you exit the game and go into, like, my room, it's called, the one of the menu <laughs> things, there's new game continue in my room, uh, which... For some reason, to me, is really funny. Sonic I think it's is like, like fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you you can go in there and there's like a puzzle index basically, and then you can take all of the it's basically pieces of an <coughs> image that you've collected, and you can assemble them. Uh, yeah. He's got like a binder where whenever you collect a piece, it automatically drops it in like the first sleeve of his binder, and then when you get more than nine pieces, they go down to another tab of your binder. So Sonic just has like these, it's like the way you would arrange like your Pokemon cards or something when you were a kid. Yeah. But he just has them of like, like pictures of his friends, and then if you, uh, <laughs> if you hit the B button, you can open like a menu where you get these like bigger picture frames you can arrange them on. Yeah. And, and you can arrange them. I have not been able to successfully arrange any individual picture, so I'm not sure if something happens when you do it, but I honestly kind of don't care if something happens. Like, it, it's just cool to be like, hey, I made this picture. Yeah, you know? it also, when you put them into the the second area where you're actually supposed to arrange them, because they're all 4x4, four four, Yeah, there's, si there's 16 pieces to each puzzle, and when you arrange them, there's no, like, border around the pieces in that mode, so you can put them in weird arrangements. So, like, I put Sonic's finger above his head, and the sprites lined up just so that he looked like a weird Sonic unicorn. <laughs> so that's pretty fun. That, yeah, that's its own form of enjoyment. Uh, and, and, and what's interesting about that is that it makes you want to go through, it makes you want to pour through the level and find all of the discs. Right, which you know? in turn makes you better at playing the level, because by doing that, you'll find the fastest route, and you'll find out how to get to the top, and you'll also just get to enjoy all the design elements yeah because some of the pieces are hidden behind walls and stuff in a really obvious way yeah but it's not obvious how to get to them so you get to learn these fun little like i don't know what to call them but they're sort of like sonic traditions where stuff is hidden behind walls yeah but this is taught to you in that game where it kind of like piques your interest and then you sort of explore your way around and unlike rings in, in sonic 3 where finding a secret is frequently just boring because there's not a big ring behind it there's almost yeah. always one of these little cards in a secret spot that you might think is yeah. there and and every card is essentially a permanent addition of value yeah like it's really cool you can get rings and then a card and then you're like oh cool and now i have this card forever because i went here once Right, you do have to finish the level to get oh, them, yeah, but yeah, yeah. as soon as you finish the level... It, it, this game kind of weirds me out, because I felt encouraged to exit at the end of each stage to check out my puzzle pieces, yeah. and you can't really do that. But if you just reset <laughs> after having beaten a level, it saves your progress. Yeah. It should also be noted that whenever you get a Chaos Emerald from finishing a special stage, it saves that as well. Oh, the other thing is... Uh... You get specific Chaos Emeralds at specific special stages. Oh, so yeah. Right, because there's no opportunity just do... to go to them. Yeah, well, I mean, so you can't just do Green Hill Lookalike Act 1 over and over and get yeah. all five Chaos Emeralds. Because uh, if you go through, you can do the special stage again, but you'll just be getting the first Chaos Emerald again. Yeah. So that's very interesting to me that in order to get all of them, you have to actually be good at all of the stages, which I've never had to do before. Well, that's kind of how the first Sonic is too. It just yeah. doesn't. You can't go to levels again, so it doesn't need to make that design change. Yeah. But like, I think that that's good because it encourages the player to explore. Like, I love this game because it taught me how to play it in a way yeah. that Sonic games just don't. I think that's true. I think this game does a better job of naturally teaching you the way that it works. Like, now, everything it could be... in the environment is designed to encourage you to, like, 
get accustomed to the environment, and then whenever you get bored of the main game, or you, it just gets too hard for you, you check out the room, and there's this whole new, like, pocket of fun elements that encourage you to play the game even more. There's, there is sort of this, uh, to a certain extent, I feel like the game could tell you more than it does, depending on how comfortable you, as a player, or I guess as an armchair designer, which we are right now, uh, how comfortable you are with the player being confused. Because yeah. there was, like, when we collected the discs, I was like, what does this do? I don't know. It might do nothing. I have no, like, I don't know. You know, I'll never know. And then I go into the puzzle mode, and then I'm like, what are these? And then I connect the two. I could just be dumb and never connect the two and always be confused. Uh, <laughs> but the game trusts that you're not dumb, but sometimes people are dumb, and so to a certain extent... Maybe the game should tell you directly. Well, I wouldn't want a pop-up in the middle of the level. Like, oh yeah, no, certainly only... not breaking up the level. <laughs> like, yeah, that would be the terrible. Only thing, the only thing I can think of is like if you finish a level, it says you got X out of X pieces. Oh yeah, I think especially that's that's maybe the one thing the game is really missing is telling you how many pieces are left because especially the game doesn't tell you in your level selects how many Chaos Emeralds you have, and where you have the Chaos Emeralds from. So, you know, if you get the Chaos Emerald from the first stage, you can never get a Chaos Emerald, a new Chaos Emerald, from that stage again. Yeah. And the only way to find that out is to collect it a second time. Well, or to beat the second stage after you've already left the game and came back. Well, yeah. Like, that's how I learned about it. Yeah. Oh, I also want to note that the special stages in this game are really reasonably designed. Like, they're very doable, and you see the rings earlier than you do. They're basically oh, yeah. the same as Sonic 2 for the Genesis. They're it's, special It's pretty stages. much identical as Sonic 2, but it's a lot less top-down, so you can see a lot farther forward. Well, not and... just that, but things, like, start showing up earlier, and they last yeah. longer, and you're allowed to stay on the wall longer. It's not as slippery. Yeah, that's... That's a very interesting improvement. The other thing is, you have a lot more control in the air than you did in Sonic 2. Oh yeah, much more. And you also don't need to jump as much. You you very rarely need to jump except in the later special stages. Yeah, because they're teaching you. Again, the game is teaching you. Yeah. Uh, there is a time, I think, in special stage 3, where the entire like perimeter of the environment is filled with spikes. And it goes, oh yeah, you have to jump. But also, there's no obstacles before and after this. And there's no rings before and after this for you to, like, like lose your trajectory on. So all you need to do is know that you can and have to jump. Yeah. You know, it's not quite a safe environment because you can get hit if you don't jump. But you don't get penalized for not jumping well enough. Yeah. So, Charlie, what was your favorite element of this game? Uh, I mean, mostly the sprite work. Yeah, just the assets? It's just pleasing, even if some of it's just, like, stuff we've already seen before. Right. I, I'd have to agree with you as far as, like, the main game goes. I think just looking at everything anime is really nice, especially when they bring in Knuckles and Tails. Oh, yeah. And even some of the enemies in the Tails area, obviously you're flying, so you find these birds that are, like, planes and birds designed together in a cool way, and they rotate and, like do little barrels in midair. They're really cool. Yeah. Steven, what is your favorite part of this game? I think that it's gotta be the puzzle pieces, just because of how yeah. I like exploring in games, and I felt that this is the best Sonic game so far. I definitely felt like that was going to be felt, your favorite I, part. Yeah, I never, I've never felt excited to be on the bottom <laughs> section of a Sonic game, but here it felt like I was yeah, exploring yeah. underground. You were like spelunking. And it felt like, for the first area at least, there were two different levels. There was the level that is a Sonic level, where you're just up top, like blasting through and mm -hmm. going fast and doing lots of loops. And then there's the bottom level, which felt almost like like the part that we liked about Tails Adventure, where you got to explore yeah. areas and find secrets. Like, that's how I felt yeah. about the bottom section. And it also... This game encourages the usage of momentum as a mechanic. So, like, it's not telling you to go slowly. It's telling you move quickly through a certain section of obstacles and then you'll get a reward. But you can always turn around and go back to the beginning mm -hmm. if you miss it the first time. It doesn't put a lot of bottomless pits if you fail, except for Chemical Plant Zone, kind of. Or not, whatever. Hidden what Plant like, Zone, Hidden Plant yeah. Zone? Hidden Plant Zone has some Secret bottomless pits that are annoying. But even that... Oh, oh. oh okay. Because the, the, these names <laughs> are just getting, like, very borderline to uh, Sonic yeah. Advance Zone names. <laughs> but, like, 
That area was a little bit rough with the bottomless pits, but even then, like, that just feels in character for it, and it's still way more forgiving than real yeah. Chemical Plant Zone was. So I just loved looking around the environment. No, How about Charlie you? is supposed to ask me, because you asked Charlie and I asked you, so now it's Charlie's turn to ask me. So my favorite part was probably <laughs> the boss fights, honestly. Because I think they were the first yeah. time that boss fights in Sonic were both fun and challenging. You know, even the final boss was, was kind of frustrating for a while, but then it was like, and then I hit continue and I tried again. So I couldn't even be mad. Like with uh, Sonic 3, if you die, if you get a game over against a frustrating boss, I hope you like playing that entire zone again, you know? Yeah, and even that is, like, more forgiving than oh, Sonic yeah. 2 and Sonic, or, like... You know... I died in Sonic 2, and yeah. I just wasn't playing that game again. Uh, and, and so, the boss fights, in addition to being challenging and fun, they were also less punishing for losing. Yeah, and they're still punishing. Like, you oh, still feel sure. bad for losing, but you don't feel so yeah. bad that you don't want to And I, I honestly think the either the hidden plant zone or secret plant... Whatever, the chemical plant zone knockoff... Uh, either that boss or the Knuckles fight, or maybe even the final boss, like, they're very fun to fight. And that's really cool! Yeah. Because Sonic, Sonic rarely goes, okay, this is a momentum platformer, now the bosses actually incorporate that into the game. Yeah, the way that the secret plant zone definitely is it. Is it Alright, you know what, I'm gonna, right? I'm booting up the game, I'm resetting, I'm looking at the level select. The way that... It is secret That boss... Zone uses momentum yeah okay the way that that boss uses momentum in an object that isn't sonic yeah. is so interesting to me i've never seen something like that in a sonic game before i don't think where like the world interacts with sonic and like jumping creates this unique kind of momentum yeah. that isn't just horizontal i love that so are we ready for oh there's one other thing i wanted to mention when you complete a puzzle you unlock a soundtrack oh my in God. the sound test that's Exactly as good as I could have hoped for you to unlock something. Yeah, yeah this Plus is just... really setting the standards for even the bigger games. Yeah, like the the way that you unlock both just looking at that cool art that they make, because it's this really detailed sprite art, like we said, but it's done in the sort of modern art style of Sonic, like the Sonic yeah. Channel style artwork. You get to see that, and then you also unlock music in a separate menu. So I think that that's, again, really encouraging, because for a player like... Like us, we like the assets and stuff of a game, and we like to be able to just enjoy them independently and then also in the game at the same time. And I think that this is a really encouraging way of like, hey, unlock these things and get art and music and stuff separate yeah. from the game. And especially because the music is so strong, especially for an 8-bit chip game, that it's very cool yeah. to be like, oh yeah, no, I'm just going to enjoy this music. There, there have been many times, actually, where I pause the game, and pausing the game doesn't stop the music for the first for the first time in Sonic history. Uh, so, so there have been a few times where I pause and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just going to chill to this music. Like the flying battery zone when you fight Knuckles, you don't get to hear that for nearly long enough. So one time I was like, I'm just going to pause and appreciate this flying battery zone 8-bit song. It's really good. Yeah. So are we ready I for a thumbs so. up, thumbs down? So Charlie, how's your thumb on this game? Well, I've been feeling kind of inclined to give it a thumbs down, but I really can't <laughs> do that anymore, after, especially after you, you've called me out on the Sonic Blast, the Sonic CD debacle. So I'm going to give <laughs> why, it a thumbs why up, Why did I guess. you want to give it a thumbs down? I mean, it was just kind of the, the yeah. asset reusal That's that really fair. got me. But, you know, it's still pretty good on its own, so it's not, like, it's hurting me. Look, it, it doesn't have to hurt you for you to give it a thumbs down, you know? Yeah, I think I felt like, similar to you the, when I first started playing, when I just got through the first three levels, I was like, this just kind of feels the same, especially during the casino level, which is designed better than any other casino level, but is still the worst level in the game because it's a casino level. It definitely level. has a lot of the problems casino levels have. Yeah, I hated it. But, like, I didn't hate it as much, and once I got there, that was the first time I took a break and went to the Sonic's room. And as soon as I did that, it felt like the game opened up to me in a way that Sonic games tend yeah. to not, especially at this point. And as I started doing the time trials, I started noticing the level design more and more, and how, like, good it was at pushing me towards the next obstacle without mm -hmm. pushing me off of a cliff. I felt really encouraged to keep playing. Also, another thing that should be noted, enemies don't respawn oh, yeah. after you walk away. Which I don't like. That's not a huge thing. It, it matters for a game a where you thing. might be coming back to this area to make sure you covered your bases. 
Right, especially with the small screen size. Like, the Game Gear games were really rough about that, because you'd kill an enemy and then have to walk away for yeah. a second, and then it'd be right there. I think for the most part, the Genesis games, I don't think the enemies ever came back after they died. Or at the very least, That's you never true. had to I know the CD games, or the CD1 game, uh, the enemies never came back. Are you talking specifically about, like, the Asteron starfish enemy? Oh, God. Well, that... That's the one I remember, like, responding all the time that got me. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, like, any enemy that respawns yeah. always hurts me inside in a video game. It's I mean, just like, I, I kill you. It how it responds. Like, I kind of like the, the timed, timing of well, I mean, uh, if you've got like a, 64 enemies as opposed to, oh, you left the screen, well, don't turn around. Well, also, if you have, like, a spawner or something, that's one thing. Like, if it's yeah. designed into the game. But, I mean, like, if you're playing a beat-em-up or whatever, like, a game where you're just supposed to run through, kill some guys, and then keep going, and you turn around for a second to pick something up, and the dude is just there again, it's like, wh what? Like, I beat the challenge. Beat it again. But, yeah, I'm definitely a thumbs up on this game. I think that this might be the best, like, 2D Sonic game I've ever played. <laughs> Just in sheer design. Which is crazy. Like, for levels. And then because... Plus, yeah, plus... Oh, I mean, the Neo Geo is not a console that I have ever had. You know, yeah, this game has never been people. on my radar. I have never, ever heard anyone talk about this game before. And, by the way, this game... The only thing this game is really kind of famous for is being the only Sonic game that IGN oh gave my to God. Yeah, at, at first I thought that was crazy. I think <laughs> I agree. I don't, but like, you know. Look, so I'm willing to bet the majority of our listeners have never heard of this game before. You should check it out. Yeah, give it a look. Because it's... It's not, it's not yeah. amazing right away, but it's fun enough. And well, it's it also, goes. I mean, the other thing is, it's a Neo Geo game, so it's not gonna, it's not a revolutionary experience, but it does everything extremely well. You know, like it. You can tell that the people who made this game both liked Sonic, and once you play the Advance and Rush games, you can yeah. tell that they're good designers. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, I, I am also giving it a thumbs up, uh, in case that wasn't clear. So, so before we started, we were talking about the game a little bit like we do. We kind of open ourselves up before yeah. we get into the podcast. And Isaiah said that he felt he played a different well, that's game because, than Charlie and I. And so, I'm curious what so you meant. Because you said, at one point you said you thought it might be your favorite Sonic game. And I forget what Charlie said that, that made me think he had played a different game. But I was like, this is just... This is just a good Sonic game. Like, it's not its not blowing my mind, you know? So maybe I just had a different... Like, I was like, maybe I just had a different experience. But it turns out we had the same experience. It's just that it was an extremely good experience that was also just similar to other games' experiences. Like, I think... I, I've never played a Sonic game where I didn't hit a point where oh, I man. wanted to stop. Interesting. Like, every other Sonic game... Frequently early on has something that just makes me not want to play it, and I only keep playing it because I know that stuff later on is cool and that I can trust that the assets will be interesting enough. But this game, like, there, there is one part in the Zone 5, the actual Zone 5, where you're jumping around, that it has offset patterns, which I usually hate in games. And what that is, for someone who maybe doesn't play as much 2D platformers or even 3D platformers sometimes, Platforms can, like, move, obviously, and sometimes platforms move and they're synchronized, so if, like, one is moving left and then in three seconds it goes back to the right, the other one that's on the opposite side will move at the same speed and they'll yeah. stop and start in the same sort of positions. If they're offset, then, like, <laughs> maybe one will move a second faster, and the positions of those, like, yeah. platforms are never guaranteed, and this game does that, like, a lot, but it was designed in such a way that it never got too frustrating, and there were also yeah. a lot of catches. And again, it was at the end of the game, so I was kind of expecting a challenge. And because it gives you it gives you an, an early starting point, or what I'm trying to say is, the level is pretty quick to play as long as you can get yeah. through the challenges. So when you die and get a game over and you start the level over, you can already get back to the mm -hmm. last spot you were at pretty quick. And there are also a lot of exploits in that level. So like, you can skip the first 30 seconds of that level by just spin dashing yeah. and jumping to the left at a certain point, yeah. instead of going to the right. And you learn that organically because you're going to screw up a jump, and then you'll fall back and realize that you're at a spot that you've already seen. And that teaches yeah. you how to skip the level. So I love that exploitability <laughs> by design that Sonic always has. And now it's being incorporated into a level. Yeah. And I think that's I super, will say super the cool. one 
what, what was the term, like, desynchronized moving platforms? What was the term you called it? Offset. Yeah, I so the offset. one offset platform segment that uh, I found frustrating was when there was basically uh, fighter... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the, the one offset platform <laughs> segment that I was frustrated by was when you were at not quite this launch base zone-esque environment. I think it had the Death Egg Zone music, because of course it did. Uh, and there was like yeah. fire coming out of a jet. It also yeah, feels like a little bit of battery, battery too. But so there was fire coming out of a jet that like starts and stops, and when it starts, you know, you take damage. And so there was a bit where these two moving platforms were out of sync with each other, and they were out of sync with that fire. And I was just like mad yeah. because I couldn't get a good cycle. And then I just tap jumped, and it worked. Like you could just tap jump under yeah. the fire, and you're totally fine. But you're just barely fine. So you have to, like... Yeah. You have to have mastered sort of the mechanics of the game. Which is very cool. Like, it was very satisfying to be like, Oh, I can just not worry about it. You know? Yep. <laughs> it's it's really good. Yeah. I, I really like this game. It's good. It, like, it doesn't... Like we talked about, it doesn't have the sort of, like, artistic grandeur that the other games have. Just yeah. because they're on bigger consoles. But I think that they did absolutely everything they could when yeah. it comes to the aesthetics of this game. And then the music, like Charlie said, is maybe not as good as it could be just because it's, like, picked out songs. But they and picked some I good songs. I can't stress this enough. Sometimes they just change the notes. Sometimes they're just like, yeah. oh, you thought it was an E? It's an E flat. It's a different key, bitch. <laughs> I don't know why that was the joke my brain decided to tell. The, but So I think the bottom line for me about this game is with the exception of the puzzle key, like the key cards that you have to find, the game doesn't really try to yeah. do anything new. It just does everything that's been done extremely well. Like, arguably better than it's ever been done. Yeah, I think this is just like the perfect. I think it's like a perfectly designed. Yeah, TV I kind of agree. Game, honestly, what do Charlie, you think? Answer in the comments. Like, somewhere. comment, and subscribe. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. Sorry, were you gonna <laughs> ask me something? Too late. We're in the plug zone. I was gonna ask if you thought. I was gonna ask if you thought that there was like any critical flaw with the level design, because that's the thing that blows me out I a mean, lot of the most about this game. Some of the. You guys mentioned the jets. I wasn't a big fan of that. I also wasn't a fan of the arrows as much. Like, it, it feels worse because you have to have all those rings and get to the end of the stage. Well, I actually like the arrows because if you run, if you just hold right, they actually can't catch you. They're not as fast That's as Sonic true. is going at full speed. So they're a way to encourage the player to push right, which this game rewards regularly. So I actually like those a lot because it's just one more thing to force the player to go to the right and teach them that they can actually trust the developers of this game right? to not punish um, you for running. The acceleration isn't as great with it, but, and, I don't know, I just... I can see where they would be a problem, though. I never liked them in Sonic 3. You mean Sonic 2? Or you mean the ones in Marble they're, Garden? They're, they're in Marble Garden, I think Garden, they're I think. just yeah, in... Yeah, they are. yeah, but you never run from them. Oh, you yeah, that's right, that's right. Them. Well, that's the problem. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't like them in that. I like them in this because you're running from them and you can get away from them that way. They, they don't become this thing you have to jump over. They become this thing you have to run from, which, again, encourages the momentum that this game... This game does a great job of taking care of the player if yeah. they want to play Sonic. Yeah. It kind of takes an opposite approach from Sonic 2, where Sonic 2 is like, don't run too fast or you'll die. This game is like, run yeah. fast or you'll Sonic die. Sonic 2 goes, you get to run fast for this segment and now you have to stop. Yeah, a, a time attack for Sonic 2 would not feel good yeah. to a normal player. Alright, are we gonna we, we gonna move on to, to plugs now? Gun X in it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You can find the podcast on Twitter at NoSpin-Zone, and you can email us using the email NoSpin-Zone at gmail.com. And we now have a Twitch. I mean, but we've had we also time. have a Twitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is twitch.tv slash NoSpin-Zone. Uh, you can also follow me, Isaiah, at Isaiah Games on Twitter. Twitter.com slash I-S-I-A-H Games. I'm not going to do my usual spiel. You can follow me at Draws Charlie, where I draw stuff every day and I retweet stuff. And Whee! It's Charlie, like you're, you're really getting better at the yeah. pitches every time. Yeah, Thanks. this time you mentioned the Nintendo's <laughs> best-selling console. <laughs> the bit that gets me is that you're always so unenthusiastic about it. <laughs> that, Listen, I mean... if I can be enthusiastic about art I'm proud of, well, that'd be nice. <laughs> On that note... Goodbye. Good night, everybody. <laughs> 
We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.